Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stand Up Podcast. I'm your gold paladin host, Ryan. And this is your pale moon host, Bryce. And this week, we talked about episodes 7, 8, 9, and 10 of the Cardfight Vanguard anime. That were uh, Those episodes were... The Fearsome Soul Blast. The King of Knights Descends. Um, I don't know... Hold on. Hold on. Episode 9, The Shop Tournament Begins. And episode 10. Enter the Ninja Fighter. Ooh. I'm getting some... Hmm, which ninja clan? Well, we can just say right now it's Nubatama because ta- because um, Murakumo came up. Murakumo came up in the twelve set gap between the initial Nubatama support and current Nubatama and and any later Nubatama support. Yeah, it's Nubatamas. Uh, but anyway. First off, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the first episode we start uh, we watched today. Uh, Fearsome Soul Blast. So at the start, um, at the start, Shin's all uh, Misaki. Look at this cool thing I made. It's a table without chairs. <laughs> it's a table without chairs, Misaki. Are you proud of me? I felt embarrassed just watching him do that, because, like, it's so unoriginal. It's a standing plate table! <laughs> now, the whole idea behind the standing fight tables is that you don't want to just sit on the sidelines while your units do the fighting for you. So you but like, stand. Pun intended. Um... But, like, never mind. I'm not going to go on my tangent about how when their, like, units get hit, they're, like, they're actually acting like they're feeling pain. I'm not going <laughs> So, um, me, um, Morikawa and Kamui have a fight to try it out. And then after Kamui thoroughly whoops Morikawa yet again. Aichi, Miwa, and Kamui are all walking home because they're like, oh yeah, we live in the same place. Might as well go. Yeah, so like, I'll walk home together. Happy friends. When they see Kai. (gasps) And Miwa's like, oh my gosh, I've never actually seen the dude outside of school or card shops. (laughs) Kai actually has a life. Kai exists. Kai has to walk places? (laughs) I mean, Kai has to walk places other than places I walk with him? (laughs) It's so surprising that he actually has a life and needs to go places. Wow. (laughs) Uh, so, so Aichi's all, please Kai, fight me again. And then Kai is like, get stronger, Aichi. And then Kamui says, don't talk to my brother like that! Fight me, Kai! Oh yeah, and he calls him a chimp. 
Oh yeah, I remember that. I still don't understand, but he, he meant he meant chump, <laughs> but he calls him a chump. yeah, yeah, yeah. He meant chump, but when I saw that, I was super confused. Like, what do you mean by that? What is this some type of new insult I've never heard about, or old insult I've never heard? But no, you're trying to call him a chump. <laughs> Young Kamui always gets phrases wrong. <laughs> I, I think G Kamui still does that from time to time. He does? I think. I don't I don't remember him doing it. I know he does it at least through Legion Mate. <laughs> okay. And like at least until just before Giera. But uh the next day Kamui and Kai have their fight and Kamui shows off some inter- some good old classic Vanguard strategy. Since he had to go first, he wrote into uh, Scream It and Dance and Announce a Shout, which is rest it and discard a card to draw a card. And he had two of those in his hand. So he was is trying to draw like, a grade two because he didn't have one yet. So he called another one and did it again. <laughs> the reason I point this out is because he drew Brutal Jack. So that next turn he can kick Brutal Jack into high gear. Woo! Is Shout that, like, squid thing with the sunglasses? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the fight continues standardly for a couple of turns until Kai rides to grade two. You know, well, no. I'm not actually sure what Kai ri- rode into. Um, he like- Dragon Knight Elite which is a card that I specifically put in my notes that I wanted to talk about right now. Okay. You see, a leaf uh, has a skill on the Vanguard Circle where you counterblast one and shove bar and tar from the rearguard into the soul, and then you superior ride to grade three. Superior? I thought that was really cool, actually. That, yeah, like, was, just get the ride tri- twice in one turn. I thought that was pretty great. Th- this was one of the first, um... This is one of the first Superior Ride cards that we see in the show actually actually uh, get used and have its thing happen and net an advantage. Because I've never actually seen anything like that before, and I didn't start playing Vanguard until G-Era. Yeah, yeah, so... Regular old, like, superior, superior ride-based decks don't do as much now unless it's, like, you attack, and then you superior ride as stand or something like that. Yeah. So, like, Raging Form. Raging Form still does things sometimes. <coughs> uh, we'll get to Raging Form when we get to... We'll get to Raging Form when we get to it. Uh, but another interesting aspect of this fight is that both Kamui and Kai ride into some of the cards that people considered powerful back in the day. The Mega Blast cards. So Kai's, Kai's riding onto Vortex Dragon, and Kamui rides into Mr. Invincible. And they both have they both have incredibly expensive skills known as Mega Blasts. So what do they do? Both of their skills are Counter Blast 5 and Soul Blast 8. So stupid. Like, However, I will point out, uh, in the anime, 
Vortex Dragon has its counterblast cost removed for no particular reason? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'd like to say this. Right now, anything over, like, one counterblast is considered a bit much. Because Parallel Megatrick Fairfield's cost is counterblast two and take a unit from your soul and your draws and put them on the bottom of the deck. That's considered a bit much. So, like... I mean, I, yeah. Like, <laughs> even, even when I try and play, like, old era formats, I find Mega Blast to be off the wall because how... Because of how expensive everything was counterblast-wise back in the day. You had to have five damage. That's so stupid. It was great then, I guess, but it would be stupid now. Eh, arguable. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, but anyway, Kai is actually the one to get off his Mega Blast first. Because they removed the counterblast cost, so he just has to Soul Blast 8. Soul Blast 8? Soul Blast 8. How do you get that much stuff into your soul with Kagero, though? Oh, um... This is a trait common to most Mega Blasts, but they all have some... But they... Well, almost every Mega Blast, I'm sure. Haven't read all of them. But they have a thing where you Soul Charge 1 at the beginning of your turn. Okay. Like, for example, this Mega Blast wasn't actually activated in its first appearance, but CEO Amaterasu is a Mega Blast unit. So the whole thing where she soul charges at the start of your turn is to try and get to the Mega Blast. I'm sorry to bring up Pale Moon again, but like, that should probably be a thing for Pale Moon one of these days, because you can get off more than one soul charge with Pale Moon each turn. Well, like, there, there's, all, the, there's something you need to learn in that, there's, in that there's already a deck that does that and soul blasts like eight cards per turn, and it's called Genesis. Oh, never mind. So, um, I'm correct, thanks to this wiki, uh, this episode's wiki page. This is the first episode to show off a superior ride, and the first episode to show off a Mega Blast. Okay. So that's the first time we're introduced to it in the anime, at least. Except for the part where Vortex Dragon wasn't a Mega Blast in the anime! <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, after Kamui loses horribly to Kai, and Kai just walks out and says, Yo, Aichi, get stronger, we can fight. And Aichi's like, Okay, Kai! <coughs> okay, so what do you think of my, so what do you think of my Kai imitation, anyway? Stand up. Za! Vanguard. Um, you know, I haven't really heard enough of English Kai to really say. Oh, no, this is most certainly not English Kai's voice. Okay. The Overlord attacks. Okay, anyway. Um, next episode is Aichi and uh, Aichi, Morikawa, and Izaki all sitting around after school, and they're talking about the shop tournament that's coming up. Uh, I believe they mentioned that a few episodes back, but now it's finally, like, right on the horizon. And they're all excited about it, and there's only, like... There's only two slots left when IGT rolls up in the card capital. Yeah, there's like only a couple left. And Kai walks in while IG's still being like indecisive. And he says, Yo, Green Man, enter me. 
and uh, and Shin's all like, there's only one slot left, guys. If you want to enter the shop tournament, you better do it now. So IT starts filling out his application. And as he's turning it in, another guy slams it down on the slams his own down on the table at the exact same time. And that man is Osamu Kishida. And he starts to get a little pompous and... Tell me the exact um, date. Uh, tell me the exact year, <laughs> month, day, and time you submitted your submission. Down to the second. Prove you did it first. And then they they, they get into an argument about who should be in the, la in the next slot and who actually, like like, applied to the, that slot first. Yeah, but this is a card game anime, Bryce, so how do they settle this? With a card, with a, with a card fight, obviously. Yep. So, um, at this moment, we're introduced to Aichi's new starter. One that a lot of, of players nowadays should be very familiar with, Bartgall. Do people still run it? Um, no, they don't, and I'm gonna tell you why. Why? Because, as of, hold on, I am checking the date now. Holy crap. What? I'm sorry, just speaking of, like, galls and everything, I just looked up Wing All Brave and it costs, like, Oh, yeah, 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 the Wing, the Wing All Brave buyout of 2017, of course. Does Wingall come with um the uh legend deck? Oh no no no. No okay. The legend deck starter is actually a Barkall retrain. Funny that you should mention it. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, Wingall's super expensive. Uh, but Barkall <clears throat> from August first, two thousand and twelve. Cannot be used as a first vanguard in all Bushiroad official and Bushiroad sanctioned e English version tournaments. Up to four Bartgall can still be included in the deck as long as it is not used as a first vanguard. So what do you use as your first vanguard? Royal Paladin decks using Bartgall as the first vanguard was too powerful. With the release of Booster Pack Demonic Lord Invasion, the Royal Paladin deck's power was reinforced. We felt that with one clan being too powerful, it would prevent fighters from wanting to play the other clans, thus taking away from the fun of tournament play. Therefore, with the release of Demonic Lord Invasion, we have decided to make a preemptive action. So instead, you play Wingall Brave if you're rich. If you're not rich, you play Blue Scud Bartgall from the Legend deck. I'm looking at Bartgall's skill and it says... Search your deck for the one card named Future Knight Lou or Flogall called to rear and shuffle. What does that do for you? Because I don't know much about Royals, so I'm a little ignorant to this. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to have to school you on what Future Knight Lou does. Okay, what does Lou do? Uh, Future Knight Lou is a critical trigger. And his skill is Counter Blast 1 and choose a unit named, uh, choose a unit named Future Knight Lou, a unit named Barkgall, and a unit named Flogal from your rearguard circle, and put them into your soul. And if you're at grade one, you search your deck for Blaster Blade and ride it. You don't really want... Well... Think about this, man. You can ride to grade two on your first attacking turn. 
Yeah, I can see all these. You will be on grade three on your second attacking turn. I can see how that's pretty broken, yeah. I will admit, though, it's, um, its requirements are pretty specific. That <laughs> like is why Barkball searches both Lou and Flogel. Oh, I see. Okay, I see how this is busted now. Okay, I get it. <coughs> yep. Uh, so, Barkball, after our, like, what, how long did we just talk about Barkball alone? Probably about five minutes. Maybe yeah, four. We, yeah, I went on a five-minute bark golf tangent. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that that's that's my favorite part about recording a podcast, is, is all the tangents we go on while still somehow being on topic. Can I go on a tangent about how I still can't play Pleasure Caster in my deck? Yeah, Pleasure Caster is so adorable, but it's also such a bad card. I mean, it's not super bad. It's, it's not. just not. Bad, but for the price you can get a pleasure caster, you can get a cat knight in high boots. Let's so. see, let's see what pleasure caster does again. I have like two of them in my binder. Um, meh. put it into your soul at the end of your it has two effects it has an effect on the soul and an effect on rear. Um, at the beginning of your main phase, if you have Vanguard with Hari and its card name, pay the cost. If you do soul charge one and call this card rear, and it gets plus two. And then its auto rear skill is Soul Blast 1. Put this unit into your soul. At the end of your turn, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose one of your rear guards with the Amaji ability and return it to your hand. The second one's pretty return bad. Return it to why your would, hand! Why would you want to put it in your hand? What? That breaks the whole purpose of Pale Moon. You're supposed to get stuff out of you're supposed to get it out of your soul, not from your hand. <laughs> okay, anyway. Back to the fight between Aichi and Osamu. Uh, <coughs> Osamu reveals a new clan known as Mega Colony. <sighs> First with his starter, Madame Mirage. Hey guys, remember when Mega Colony was a joke? <laughs> it still is. I mean, not for long, but... No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Um, history time. Uh, this is a segment I'm introducing where I school Bryce on some Vanguard history because he was 100% not around for it. I mean, I, I was barely around for it, but I also did the research, so... Yeah. That. I mean, the game came out, like, not... It's a pretty new game compared to like Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! That's what's funny about me not knowing about it. Um, anyway, Mega Colony was a clan that was introduced in uh, BTO1 and supported with only four cards, and then got four more support cards in set two. Uh, the way I'm doing this, by the way, is I will be is that I will be naming the first up to ten support cards they got if they were within one or th one or two sets of each other. So, like, for example, if you if um if a clan got like twenty support cards in the set it was introduced, I'm not naming all of them. Okay. If a clan got like if a clan got like eight support cards in its first set, and then it went two sets, and then it got like twenty more, I'm only naming the ones from that first set. Because Mega right. Colony because Mega Colony had first so few support in those first two sets, I will be naming all of their cards now. 
their units are as follows. Madam Mirage, which is a grade zero, uh, which is a grade zero with 60k power. Uh, it's just one of those vanilla grade zeros people played before Forerunners existed. Um, uh, Karma Queen, which is that grade one that you counterblast two to paralyze a unit. Hell Spider, which is a grade three with the same skill as Karma Queen. Bloody Hercules, which is a 10k vanilla. Phantom Black, which is an 8k vanilla. Master Fraud, I don't remember what that does. Lady Bomb, and Mega Colony Battler A. Okay. And that's it for Mega Colony support in the first in the first handful of sets. By the um, way, oh wait, never mind. Go ahead. But um, the fight goes on with I with Aichi riding Wingall using Barkall to call Flogel from the deck. Um. Don't ask me when he actually finally pulls off the Lu combo because I I I don't remember. Because it's most certainly not at this episode. Uh, but yeah, he plays Vanguard the normal way instead of superior riding into um, Blaster Blade turn one and absolutely wrecking his opponent's whole day because that's what you're supposed to do when you use Bart Gaw. Yes. And then Osamu rides into Phantom Black and calls Bar, and Aichi's all like, but that's not a Mega Colony unit. And he gives the most ridiculous but also, I guess, the most valid for early Vanguard. Clan fight wasn't really a thing right now. Yeah, yeah, but he says, um, he says, uh, well, you know, mixing clans is a great idea because you can play eight HK Vanillas. Wait. This was back before clans had multiple 8K Vanillas. <laughs> But, oh, I can God. play eight 8k grade ones. <laughs> I'm so strong. I have all the power now. Why are 8k grade ones a thing? <laughs> because they needed something with more power. But I understand. Yeah, they needed something with more power, but not quite a grade two yet. Yeah, I understand 2k grade twos, but not 8k grade one. Well, that's because 10k grade twos are the things that actually see play. <laughs> They're not really my thing, though, to be they, honest. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, think, think about it like this. They, they were both equally as laughable for a while until, like, it became a thing that people needed to survive early game rush. Well, yeah, because you, if you have your vanilla grade 2 10k, you can ride it, and then you have, like, more, like, you know, you'll have more shield because you're at more power than you would if you rode a 9k. Crazy. Yeah. So I, I, I rides into Blaster Blade the normal way and continues with his usual like with his usual grade two Royal Paladin attack. I'm tired of Ichi riding Blaster Blade. He needs to put it on the He reboot. keeps drawing Blaster Blade and riding it every time. <laughs> like, I don't know much about rules and even I understand the fact that well, that like you're supposed here's the to thing, call though, it's his avatar, so he has to write it, even though and even though writing Galagene would be better right. and then calling Blaster Blade for the counter blast. Anything could be your avatar. Why is it gonna be Blaster Blade? He's not Because Kai gave it to him, alright? Blaster <laughs> Blade means a lot. Shut up. Can it can it be your avatar without it having to be on the Vanguard circle? <laughs> Can't it be your true? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, it's a card game. Get That's creative with it. the best point me. you've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense. It's make-believe. Okay, so yeah, he 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 calls Galatine to the rear again. Getting real tired of this. Getting real tired of this, Ig. I I love you. You're a good, pure boy. But please ride Galatine once, <laughs> just once. Uh, but then after after Osamu survives the attack with. Evening out the damage with Aichi. He calls, uh, he calls, um, I just talked about this card because we did a whole section on Karma it. Karma Queen. He calls Karma Queen. And then counterblasting, uh, then counterblasting two, he paralyzes Galatine. So Galatine can't stand on his neck, on Aichi's next turn. And that's just to try and reduce the amount of attacks Aichi can do. Because this was, this was like the most, the original basics of Mega Colony's mechanic. It was everything yeah. was expensive, but it paralyzed one unit. Well, like Med Colony's kind of like, okay, do this. I rest that unit. Look, my dude. The first time I played Mega Colony, I had to play against you playing Pale Moon, and it wasn't very fun. No, because like out of all the matchups, Pale Moon could have. Um, Pale, Pale Moon is actually really good against control decks unless it's Chaos. No, it's gonna get better, actually, if I ever get my hands on Master Masquerade somewhere. Yeah, Master Masquerade, like, just came out in Japan, though, so it might be before we get it. I'm so, I'm so sorry for you that you're gonna have to sit through Link Joker meta when Gold Paladins are getting a, um, are getting, like, a grade one that can discard itself to unlock a card. Yeah, no, but the thing about Master Masquerade is that he just lets you choose two cards. So, like, oh, you can oh, yeah. take... Oh, yeah. Locked hey. cards and put them back in your soul. So I feel. So I understand that we're not that we shouldn't probably be talking about Link Joker yet because there's an entire season devoted to how many Link Joker counters Gold Paladins have. But <laughs> <laughs> there's an entire season that we're in, in which the form of plot armor we get is just Link Joker counters. <laughs> As a scissors. <laughs> As a scissors. Monarch Sanctuary Alfred. Yeah. Like, really, Pale Moon itself is a Link Joker counter, but... Yeah, yeah, the, well, Magia, like, anyway. Other Pale Moon decks ha have an issue. Yeah. But Magia is straight up just a, just a Link Joker counter. But the biggest counter Hari is gonna get is Master Masquerade, though. Yeah, because like, when, cause when Chaos actually does block one of your things from your hand, you can put it into your soul and get another attack. Yeah. You can put two things into your soul like, call them back out, and then they get a huge boost for everything that has Hari and his card name face up in your D-Zone. If, if they have Magia. Yeah, uh, so before we get back to actually talking about the episodes, I really, really want to brag about the new PG I'm going to have to pick up when set 13 drops, because it's so What's it cool. Called? It's called Liberator Improved Falcon. 
So it, it's a liberate. It's a liberator unit, but it's not like it's oh, skills yeah. liberator restricted. Liberator Improved Falcon is just a, a generic PG, right? Yeah. But in the drop zone, you can bind two copies of it, and then you choose two of your circles other than the Vanguard and place the cards on them on the bottom of your deck. And then if you place one or more cards, you look at the top three and call a card. Nice. So, <coughs> so I return two locked cards, and I get a superior call off of it. This is so cool. And also, it's a rare. It is a rare. It's easy to get. Uh... I'm still mad that all the stuff that, like... Oh, by the way, speaking of, like, hard-to-get stuff, um... What's it called? That uh, Night Rose deck, I actually did find a couple copies of it, like the trial deck, but it's, it's like, $35. Aww... I know. I mean, this I can is still the barrier between me and building Night Rose to be quite honest. You can with still you. technically get it and just be expensive. <laughs> this is the barrier between me and playing Night Rose. I am happy that they did actually make a trial day for it at a point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that it came out like I'm surprised that I'm the Magia trial deck was still in stock when I got you into this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Pale Blue isn't as sought after as Grand Blue, I guess. Yeah, to, to be fair, Grand, Grand, Blue is, Grand Blue is literally, like... Uh, I haven't seen many tournament reports recently, but until recently, at least, it was the top meta pick, pretty much. And a lot of the cards you actually needed to play the deck just came from that trial deck. Yeah. Because... Um, I think... What's the main... Grade three is it Vampire Princess Night Rose or is it just Night Rose? Yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, well, they're both Vampire Princess, but Vampire Princess of Nightfog, which is the which is the one where you where its stride skill is Counterblast one, and its GB two is when something dies, you can send the top three cards from your deck to revive it. What about the um the one that comes in the trial deck? Just that, like... that is the trial deck one. Oh, okay, she's she's a vampire. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see that. In the trial deck one. They're, they're the, the same person. <laughs> Night Rose. Oh, yeah, she has Vampire Prince and Nightfog Night Rose. Speaking of which, Are do you, you ever think about how all the Asha support says Ranunculus? So you could, yeah. so the Abushiroad could just make a card called, like, Asha's cousin, Ranunculus person. Well, no, Ranunculus is actually, like, a genus of flower consisting of over 300 species. Yeah, so they could they could make they could make they could get, they could they make could a grade three called like Ranunculus of Asha's of being Asha's cousin. They could get way, they could get way way more broad with this because there's more than one type of Ranunculus. <laughs> way they, more. They couldn't make another Gurgit unit unless they were like Gurgit's buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and like They're, her flowers look more like roses. They don't really. I don't really know what species of ranunculus that is, but those look more like roses, not ranunculus. <clears throat> you see? You see? This is the kind of thing I was really worried about us not being able to do, and that's what made our first episode so crappy, was we were all nervous, and we were afraid to go on these tangents. <laughs> yeah, but I'm because still... The, um... the thing is, at heart, this is a Vanguard podcast, we're just using the anime to spark discussion. Yeah. But what I'm going to say is, like, 
if you're trying to build a budget Asha deck, you kind of have to like don't go for Searing Heart. And if you're on any kind of budget, don't even bother with Searing Heart because it's a better card, but it's not that much better. No, because really all. The only thing that really makes Searing Heart different from Flower Maid is that she lets you call a thing at the end of the turn. That but is that's the single about aspect what... that makes Searing Heart better. <laughs> and I, I couldn't I couldn't care about the unit you call with the stride skill getting boost. I don't care about when you call an Asha when you when you are not striding and you call another Ranunculus uh, of Searing Heart, you counter charge and soul charge. Because like that's only ever going off if you're if go, oh yeah, I'm gonna call an Asha at the end of the turn. And she has Bloom, but that doesn't really... Well, that, that is the Bloom. Yeah, but... But, okay, okay, what you're saying is she's a unit with Bloom, so she triggers things that were like, if you have a Bloom unit. Yeah, but that's not, that doesn't really make a difference since you're not really gonna be calling your grade three. That not you're... to mention, Asha's Bloom is BG only. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's not stupid, it's just, it's stupidly expensive for, like, how much it's really worth, in my opinion. Someone who actually likes Asha and someone who's okay with playing Asha complain about Asha for 30 minutes. <laughs> and they look exactly the same, almost, except for the flowers on their head. <laughs> Yo, no, straight up, I had to have Bryce point out to me what was different about Zoom Heart Asha. No, no, you had to point it out for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, wait, wait, that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. I had to, you had to this, point it out for this me. Girl, this, a friend of ours at our school, she pointed out what was different. She doesn't play Vanguard. We just we were just, like, sitting around looking through our decks, and she saw both, and I was like, hey, what's the difference? And she said, the flowers. And then I pointed out to you, it's the flowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mo Morgan is the only reason I know the difference between Searing Heart and Ranunculus Flower Maiden. Wait, really? She pointed that out? Yes. I'm gonna, like, praise her when I get to school next time. Cause I don't, I, I don't even have the card anymore. I sold it all. Yeah, and it was worth... <laughs> it was worth it. That, that's the most expensive card I've ever owned. God, I love my expensive pieces of cardboard. <laughs> By a landslide. Cardboard? Aren't they made of paper? I don't Something know. Some type of hard paper. <laughs> construction? No, not construction paper. I love my I love my expensive shiny pieces of construction paper. No, nah, it, it it would be flimsier if it was construction paper. It probably is like really thin cardboard. So just not. Like, oh hey, you know you know what stinks? I forgot to point out that how much of an absolute savage Emmy was earlier in this episode. When Aichi was like, oh no, I don't I don't think I can enter. And she's all like, oh yeah, you're just a beginner, right? You don't stand a chance, my dude. <laughs> like, Emmy absolutely slams the poor guy, and it was beautiful. <laughs> you see now why I said Emmy was one of my favorite side characters? It's because yeah. she does things like that. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie, the reason I like Emmy is actually because of, like, this one random line... In oh in the in the movie, which you won't get to for like a year, I'm sure. A year, maybe Wait, two years. There's a movie. Yeah, there's there's a movie. Which characters are in it? Um, it's it's a pre Giera movie. Okay. I, I won't talk more about it until we get there. Okay. 
but I after after um the dude paralyzes Galatine, Aichi rides into Alfred and does his whole deal. And oh yeah, yeah, I have it written here that I need to complain about the fact that Alfred gains so much power, but it's only on your turn, so you still have to defend a 10k Vanguard. Why is it only on your turn? That's inconsistent. Because he can become 20k. That's so inconsistent. Twenty. That's not even that much. <laughs> well, it is back. It is for back then, where your but where your no. strongest vanguard boosters were eight k, and your typical vanguard was ten k. Because like, what's funny to me about this is because like, I'm sure y'all all know that great nature has an ability like success, success, which is like your rear guard. Um, this unit gains this ability if the rear guard has like twenty thousand or more power, or twenty k or more power. It's surprising to me that that was considered a lot back then. Because, <laughs> like, Bryce? you need to have over 20k for success to go off. Yo, Bryce, yeah. um, the, the, the Dimension Police keyword works exactly like that, except it's on Vanguard, and it's called Burst. Um, oh. I would freaking die if they made, if, like, I had to play a Burst deck with a 10k base Vanguard. That'd be stupid. Because the but... thing is, the thing is... I depend on I depend on just like Grand Gallop Stride Skill getting me to the 30k bursts because it's just automatic it's just an automatic 4k right there because I'm on a tw I'm a I'm on a 26k base by striding right yeah and then Grand and then both of the Gallop Stride Skill gives me 4k for free and then Bravest Rush can give me 8k for a Counter Blast instead but either either way I'm at least getting to 30k just by striding so that yeah. gives some burst abilities. If I was at twenty nine k by doing by doing a single like four k pump, I would start crying. It would be the worst. Well, the only time I've ever played a ten k grade three is ray. with um Alice with Nightmare Dolls. Oh yeah, Nightmare Dolls and also Freeze Ray. Yeah, but yeah, Freeze Ray too. But the thing is, um. You're only gonna ride into Alice for one turn, so you can go off. So um, Maud, you can go off, and then you ride over Alice with Catherine. Yeah, cause cause with Maud, it's a free stride. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh yeah, 10k grade threes, Alfred. Yeah, that's what we were doing. <laughs> I, I gotta say, we've only been doing this for like three episodes, and I'm absolutely loving this. It's great. Um, so Aichi, Aichi ends up, or Aichi ends up not being able to kill Osamu, and Osamu attacks back using Hell Spider to paralyze Galatine again. So in Aichi's next turn, he has to he has to call over Galatine with Wingall, which overall decreases the power of the column. But means he gets another attack. Yeah. And poor, poor Osamu couldn't guard when Alfred swung in. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't really like Mega Colony. I don't really like Mega Colony. <laughs> like out of all the stuff in Zoo, there's the, there's only three clans out of Zoo, and like. That colony's pretty bad. Yeah, um, until Gear Chronicle came around, every clan, every nation except, um, United Sanctuary and Dragon Empire had three clans. Now, now, now Dark Zone has four because Gear Chronicle. 
Yeah, because I think in Dark Zone there's Pale Moon, Gear Chronicle, Dark Regulars, and... Spike Brothers. Spike Brothers, yeah. <laughs> For the record, no, I will not go back and do a clan history on Spike Brothers until somebody rolls in here with an actual Spike Brothers-based deck. And Morikawa does not count because he plays everything. That's true. We need some more history on Pale Moon. Like, nobody knows anything about Pale Moon's history. Like, their actual... Well, what's actually going on over there. Because I don't see anything assassin... I don't see anything assassin-related with them. Like they do, say do, do you mean their lore? Or do you mean, like, people didn't know about the Pale Moon clan yet? No, their lore. <laughs> like, okay. Because it says from the lore that they're shrouded in mystery... So I'm like, what's... I don't see anything assassin about them, like... I know they're supposed to be, like, circus assassins, but... So, um, moving on to episode 9, the shop tournament begins. I'd like to point out that I finally remembered Aichi's mom's name. What's her name? It's Shizuka. Oh, okay. You know, like an invisible baby. What? Oh, yeah. Shizuka Joestar. Oh no! Oh no! This is the this is the clan I forgot to do research on. Um, so in this episode, the first pairings for the shop tournament are revealed, and Aichi has to fight Utah Izaki. What does he play? He plays a Tachikaze Kagero hybrid Tachika. deck. Because there okay. weren't enough Tachikaze cards yet. Draconic no, legit, Empire every type. single person who rolls up in here with a Dragon Empire deck is playing some sort of Kagero hybrid because there's not Dragon enough cards Empire yet. <laughs> That's funny. I wish, I kind of wish, Hari Silverthorn was a thing. Because <laughs> I kind of like the way, like, I don't, I'm not into the whole waifu thing, just so y'all <laughs> I gotta go ahead and do a disclaimer. <laughs> but I do like Silverthorns, because I've played them a little bit myself. I do kind of like them, so I wish I could do that. But I can't. Because the only thing that's really super expensive with Silverthorns is Venus Emperor... Lukie, the grade three, and Mystic Lukie. Mm -hmm. All right, so Tachikaze was a clan introduced in Future Set One: Descent of the King of Knights, and it has six cards as of Set Two: Tyrant Deathrex, Assault Dragon Blightops, Sonic Noah, Ironclad Dragon Shield on. Wait, Shield on? Never mind. Um, keep going. Winged Sky Tarot and Dragon Egg. Dragon Egg? What? I'm, what does I'm it checking do? it out now. I'm, I'm <laughs> clicking on it. Hold on. Uh, Dragon Egg. First of all, it's a Forerunner. Second of all, uh, Counter Blast 1. When this card is put into the drop zone if you have, from Rear Guard, if you have a Tachikaze Van, you can put it back in your hand. What's the point of putting it back in your hand, though? So you can call it again and retire it. Because that's, that's what Tachikaze does. It, okay. 
it was Shadow Paladin before Shadow Paladin. Uh. Shadow Paladin. This I kind of have the urge to play Claret Swords. I haven't come out of the closet about you, to you about that yet. Don't play Claret Sword. It's my deal. I only I can suffer like this. <laughs> only I can inflict such Claret-based suffering. I have to play the Battle Sisters and the uh, the, the the Angel Feathers then, because that's my United Sanctuary thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Aichi's super nervous this entire match, and so is Utah, and they're both making horrible, horrible misplays. Oh, yeah, I remember that, because he was all nervous. He was trying to act all cool about it. And IG's like, hey, he's nervous, too. This is his first time. <laughs> to be honest, hey, I was never super nervous. I, I can't at, say at anything, because, we, are, because um, we sold our souls to iTunes, and we're not an explicit podcast, and I'm too lazy to click the button that makes us allowed to say things like that. Oh yeah, I'm I mean, too lazy to go click the button that makes us allowed to say those things. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of keeping it clean, but if you want to cuss, that's fine. Nah, you know, I'm but, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd like to be a kid friendly podcast. I meant to say something about how we sold our souls to iTunes in the beginning of yeah. this episode, but it came we out did. now. We gave them up. You know, actually, I split mine in half. You split yours so in they, half. They can't. They can't have all of it. <laughs> that wasn't in the deal. Although Tyrant's <laughs> Death Rex did make an appearance in earlier episodes, it was not mentioned nor explained of uh, of its effects until this episode. <laughs> so yeah, not much actually okay. happens this episode. Uh, and instead, I want to talk about the best episode we watched this week. It's called Enter the Ninja Fighter. Woo! Now, uh, this is this is the introduction of a mysterious man known as Ninja Master M. And I have no idea who that is. <coughs> I have no idea who's under that mask. Do you, Bryce? No, I don't. No idea. Well, actually... No idea at no, all. No, I can't spoil it. I can't spoil it. Although, he, he does kind of have, like, a pretty distinct beard. Yeah, you know, think of... I feel like I've seen that beard somewhere before. Before, you know, like, just kind of that thing, like, you feel like, you see somebody on the street, you feel like you recognize them, but you don't, you, you can't really be sure about it, because, you know, you don't really want to go say hi to them, cause if, because if it turns out... If it turns don't out that they're secretly them, a ninja master... <laughs> if it turns out you don't know them, it'll be really awkward. <laughs> okay, but for real, um, Ninja Master M is Mark Whiting. Yes, the American. Did you ever think about the fact that his last name is Whiting? Whiting? His last name is Whiting. Mark Whiting. I've never, I've never heard of that as a last name. <laughs> it's because he's the white dude that moved yeah. to be a weed teacher. Well, they all look kind of white this but is not how anime works, i know but he's like they foreigner. all i know he's a foreigner and they made it clear by well no i mean 
What makes a character in an anime look explicitly Japanese? Um, not be typically not being blonde. Uh, there's exceptions like Naruto and Bakugo from various TV shows. Yeah, but mostly being blonde. What about Kai's sidekick, the guy with the blonde hair or yellow hair? Leave me all alone. I'm sorry. No, I mean anime hair is pretty like not. Oh yeah, I have this in my notes. Um. Do you, do you still know anything about that teacher who moved to Japan? Uh, is it for is it a chance that he is a uh, he's a ninja master who goes and beats up his students at card tournaments? No, but he is a teacher. Aww. He teaches there. Yeah, I know that. Uh, Mr. Jake, I need to send him a postcard. He always sends Wait, like you mean he you mean he's uh, you mean Ninja Master J, right? Well, Jake, but maybe you mean Ninja I don't Master know. J, right? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but he, he he still sends, like, people he knows postcards, like, his former students, like, so I need to, like, send him one and, like, see if I get a response. Now, um, some of you may not know this, but I freaking love Nubatama. Yeah, he loves it. Sheer Nubi, Sheer Nubi Obro is his thing. Yeah, and that after image and all that. Um, so this episode actually introduces the Nubatama clan. And it introduces the only four Nubatama cards that will be released for 12 sets. 12 sets. Nubatama was supported with four cards in Booster Set 1, and then never again until Set 12. It's pretty sad. And those four cards... Uh, one of them is something that you still run to this day. Stealth Dragon Void Master. Or, no, that's not the one. Stealth Dragon Dread Master is a unit where on boost, you counter, uh, on boost and an attack hits, you counter blast one, and if you have less cards than your opponent, your opponent has to discard. Stealth Beast, Haga, uh, Stealth Beast Hagakure is a grade zero unit that, when placed on Guardian Circle, if you have less cards than your opponent, you counterblast one, and they discard. Stealth Dragon Void Master is a more interesting card. If you have more cards than your opponent, it gets plus 3,000 when it attacks. If you have less and it attacks, you can counterblast one, and your opponent discards a card. And then the okay. most boring one of them all is Stealth Beast Shigasumi. If you have more cards than your opponent and this card attacks, it gets plus three. Huh. Okay. So this battle is pretty solid. Uh, it starts off with Aichi doing his usual, Oh yeah, I'm gonna ride Wingo! I'm riding Wingo, guys! Because it's not like I have Little Sage Marin in my hand. <laughs> now excuse me while I call said Little Sage Marin to the rear guard. Aichi, please... Please make it a habit to put the thing with the bigger number on the vanguard. Uh, he attacks into things. And then um, Ninja Master M goes ham with, quote, the ninja art of body replacement and then the ninja art of, of duplication. And he, and he rides into Chikasumi and then calls two Chikasumis to the rear guard. 
and then he starts attacking and attacking and attacking, and he keeps using Dreadmaster to discard cards from Aichi's hand, and Aichi's like, oh no, what am I gonna do now? Because his hand is dwindling, and he's taking more damage, and he can't break through the defenses. When this episode ends, Aichi has only one card left in his hand. <coughs> Aichi has one card left, and it is the King of Knights, Alfred. Right it. Now, their damage is... Uh, now, Aichi is trailing behind in damage. The Ninja Master leads. Aichi has his back pressed against the wall. If he can't defeat Ninja Master M, he'll never fight Kai. So, this is our first cliffhanger, huh? Yeah, guess so. Uh, why don't we talk about characters introduced? First of all, um, Osamu. I mean, I don't really know what to think about him, but I mean, you see, like, like, I like his voice. I, yeah. like, I like the way he says Kogeki. Kogeki! Like, <laughs> at, at the end of all his sentences, he sort of trails up a bit. He's great, yeah. I, I love that. I love the way he does that. It's like... My, fa my favorite character for the week is Osamu! <laughs> like, he, does, he doesn't like that. It's great. Master M, who is 100% a new character that we have never seen before. Definitely. Definitely not Mark Whiting. Definitely not. <laughs> okay, yeah, we don't need to do him because he's, he's, he's just Mark. But also, he, he, has, he, has a, he has a speech tick in which he says the goes at him. Oh, that's tick? Like, like that, that's the thing he does. That's the thing he does. He says, the goes at you. Oh, okay. The goes at you. I just found, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh card from Math Magician Howry, and it's not, I'm not too impressed with it. Yeah, because I've seen that one. It's just the Art from the Clan card, but really badly done. Really badly squared. Yeah, it's just, like, when a monster expels someone from the dark deck or graveyard, Math Magician Howry gets 200 attack points in one turn. I'm not too impressed with that. They could have given him better skill. I think. Um, gonna... Anyway, okay. uh, do you want to talk? Do you want to pick out a favorite character for this week? Sure. I want you to go first. Uh, let us go with. Hmm. Well. Oh, I'd say... What's her name with the purple hair? I'm sorry, I forgot her name. Misaki? Yeah, I think she was my favorite for this one. That's incorrect. Normally I would agree with you, Degozadu, but there's only one good character in this entire set of episodes, Degozadu, and it's Ninja Master M. He's the most powerful ninja, Degozadu. Um, okay. Most valuable unit, Degozadu. <laughs> okay, I'm done. 
Uh, what was I looking at? Bart Gall. Now that I know what it does. Yeah, yeah, Bart Gall, Bart Gall's gonna... Bart Gall hasn't put in the work yet, but Bart Gall is most certainly going to put in the work. Yeah. <clears throat> I have to say, my MVU for this week is probably one of the four new Batama cards to exist. Uh, actually, let me think on it. Let me think on it. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. My MVU is Stealth Dragon Dreadmaster from Nubatama. <coughs> okay. <coughs> I can see why. Excuse me. So I think it's about time we wrap this up. Next time we will be covering... Give me a minute. Cardfight Vanguard, episodes 11, 12, 13, and 14. And that is... The Ninja Fighter Withdraws. Huh, I wonder who's going to win that fight. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. <laughs> Aichi versus Kamui. The Shop Tournament winner crowned. And the Fearsome Undead, the Grand Blue Death. Wow, that was... I, I didn't actually think about that. That was a really good tangent for us to, to have gone on earlier. The the um, the um Grand Blue tangent? Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, Grand Blue, the Grand Blue tangent would have been great for next week. We probably should have saved it. We probably should have. <laughs> uh, so if you want to get in touch with us for uh, to send a message, which we will be reading on the show, by the way, you can find us on Twitter at PodcastStand. That's capital P-O-D-C-A-S-T, capital S-T-A-N-D, Podcast Stand. And uh, where can they find you, Bryce? Um, I am on the Cardfight Amino. Um, as and am I. I'm Monovore on the Cardfight Amino, and he is Together We Bloom on the Cardfight Amino. And, uh... I think Amina is the only place you'll find me where I'm affiliated with Vanguard. But if you'd like to contact me on Facebook, I'm just Bryce Hart. No, nothing special there. And right, if you'd like now, my um, email. Or I, I feel like, I feel oh, like yeah, there's something good. we need to start doing at the end of episodes. And that's Trivia. Okay. So, I'll see you out. Did you know that Future Knight Lou is the first trigger unit with a double R rarity? Huh. The more you know...